Welcome to episode 40 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted craft beer cities across America. I'm your host, Brian, and this week we're ready to head to our next featured city, Omaha, Nebraska. On this episode, my new co-host, Laura, and I tasted the peat-smoked porter from Thunderhead Brewing Company, and we were joined by the founder of our organization, Chad Brodsky. We talked about the original brand of our organization, City Brew Tours, and how that came to be. We also talked about where this podcast came from and everything in between. Let's check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first live tasting of March. Well, kind of live tasting. We are tasting this live, but this is a pre-recorded segment, so we are both live and not live. It's <laughs> it's Schrodinger's idiot podcast host. All right, that's enough bad jokes for this week. Welcome back. It's a new month, and that means I have a new co-host. Our co-host this month is our online co events coordinator at Unboxed Experiences. She also works hard behind the scenes of this very podcast and hosts her own podcast called Read It With Whiskey. Please join me in welcoming Laura Juntinen. Hello, and thank you, Brian, for that great warm introduction. Um, I'm really excited to be here with all of you guys. Uh, yes, I am the online events coordinator at Unboxed Experiences. I help keep all of our virtual events running smoothly so that you guys can have some stellar events with us. And yes, it is also true. I host a podcast with the word whiskey in it. That's kind of Ooh. going against the whole bruise less traveled theme here. <laughs> um, but but in an all, all honesty, it's actually more of a book recommendation podcast. So we don't talk too much about whiskey. And uh, it kind of just molds my love of books and whiskey together perfectly. But with all that being said, I really have dove into the craft beer world, the entire beer industry within the last few years. And that's why I'm just so excited to be the co-host for Bruise Less Traveled this month. You could call your podcast book-focused, inspired by whiskey. I like that. I like that, yeah. I'm not saying change the name, but like I could be like <laughs> your, your tagline. We just wrapped up our journey through Kansas City, Missouri, and what a lovely journey it was. But this month, we're headed north for our next city. It's a stop on the Lewis and Clark National Historic Trail. This gateway to the West is the 39th most populous city in the United States. It sits upon the Missouri River, and it is the birthplace of American bro culture icons 311. Yes, our feature brewery in March is none other than the Big O, Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, I'm so excited to dive into Omaha, and we've got some great little facts for you guys. So first of all, there are roughly 17 breweries in Omaha, 58 in Nebraska total. Um, that's according to the 2020 stats from the Brewers Association. And we'll be featuring four of those this month. Thunderhead Brewing Company, Infusion Brewing Company, Zipline Brewing Company, and Brickway Brewery and Distillery. And something else interesting from Omaha, the Reuben sandwich was invented there in 1925. Who knew? Wow. Take that, New York. <laughs> exactly. And so were TV dinners and cake mix, but not in 1925, but in other years. I was about to say that's a very productive 1925. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some wonderful breweries in Omaha to note. Um, Benson. Uh, which is named for the land speculator Erastus Benson. It's home to Infusion's uh, Infusion Brewing's uh, original location, and at one time 
home to actor Nick Nolte. Kind of an artsy district. Yeah, sounds like it. Another neighborhood is Dundee. This is home to Warren Buffett. And during World War II, a Japanese fire balloon actually exploded over this neighborhood. Thankfully, no one was injured. But wow, talk about some exciting times. That's nuts. There's also the Old Market, which was one of my favorite neighborhoods when I was in Omaha. It's a historic district, and it's home to a Thunderhead Tap Room as well as the Brickway Brewery and Distilling, uh, it's Distillery. Excuse me, and it's actually really cool. It still retains its brick streets from the turn of the 20th century, so it has this old world feel to it. Really cool neighborhood. I love that. I love any type of city that has. The little brick streets. It just, it's so nostalgic and just has a really good vibe to it. Um, another neighborhood is Little Bohemia. This one is actually named for the Czech immigrants that found work here in the 19th century. Century, century excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and Little Bohemia is now actually home of Infusion's Little Bohemia Bar Hall, Beer Hall. I, I can't speak uh, today. <laughs> you, you are right at home here, Laura. I have already infected you with um, what I call flubby mouth. Where you it just, happens. Yeah, flub all the words. It's cool. You're going to fit right in to this <laughs> podcast this month. And of course, we have to mention downtown Omaha, which is, you know, the hub of Omaha. And it's home to the 3,000 foot long Bob Carey pedestrian bridge, which is an iconic structure of Omaha. It connects like over 200 miles of hiking trails. And also, the Zipline Tap Room is in downtown Omaha, and it's right down the street from Charles Schwab Field Omaha, which is their baseball, which I believe hosts the College World Series every year. Yes, it does. Very exciting. So this is going to be a little bit different than our normal show. Uh, Laura and I are going to be tasting the Pete Smoke Porter from one of our featured breweries this month, Thunderhead Brewing Company. We're going to talk through our thoughts on the beer and using smoked malts in beer in general. We didn't have a smoked beer last month, so it's it's great to get into a smoked beer this month. Uh, then we're going to be joined by the founder of our parent company, Chad Brodsky, for a unique look back on where Bruvana came from and where we're going. Yes, and I'm really excited to talk to Chad later on. This is going to be a really fun interview, but I think we should probably get into this beer. Yeah, it's about time. Full disclosure, everyone at home. Uh, It is 10.50 in the morning, so this is the perks of the job of doing a beer podcast. We are going to crack open a beer here nice and early. I still have the coffee taste in my mouth. Me Uh, too. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's going to be a nice compliment to this smoky porter we have from Thunderhead. It's an awesome beer for whenever you're listening to this podcast at home on the road. Don't don't, actually don't, don't, don't take that (laughs) literally. Please don't drink beer while you're driving and listening to our podcast. Save it for when you can do it safely. Oh boy. I'm all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. It's 1030 in the morning, right? That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. We'll blame the time of day. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, and right off the bat, I know that this is going to be one of my go-to beers if I ever travel to Omaha. I am a Porter and Stout fan, and this is right up my alley. Oh my goodness, this is so good. The smokiness comes through really nicely, and the finish is almost a complimentary flavor to the beer. It's not overwhelming. It really plays nicely with the roasty malt character in here. 
There's even a little bit of a sweetness in the aftertaste in that finish. There's a little tiny bit, like almost like a licorice sweetness to it at the end. Yeah, that is a perfect way to put it, like a, a licorice, almost sugary sweetness. But all of these flavors are so subtle and, and come together very nicely to make just a really nice smoked porter here. And we can't forget about the appearance. This is a very dark, nearly black color, and I'm loving the head on top. It has that nice little caramely brown look to it, and the lacing is really nice on my beer today. It is a beautiful drinking beer, a beautiful looking beer, and some stats on this wonderful beer, clocking in at 7.2% ABV and has a nice hearty 55 IBUs. That's definitely playing with those kind of bitter subtle roasty character that's in there and it's definitely working very well with the smoke character that's in there as well and this was actually a limited run beer from thunderhead less than 500 gallons of this beer were produced for this batch so this is what they would consider one of their smaller batch beers yeah it's exclusive you guys you guys are getting some some beer that is very exclusive you should be excited i know i am oh i just can't get over it. i think i'm gonna drink this beer way too fast this morning <laughs> This could get interesting, Brian. Yes, it could. 7% beers uh, at 10.30 in the morning. Good way to start things off. <laughs> really loosen you up for the morning. Definitely balancing out the two cups of coffee that I've already had. Um, but let's talk about smoked malts and, and how breweries get smokiness in into a beer. So, Laura, what's your personal experience with smoked beers? Do you normally seek them out? Uh, have you ever brewed a smoke beer? Are you a home brewer? So I actually just opened my first batch of home brewed beer, like the other day, literally this week. And I was blown away. I really impressed myself. Um, but I brewed a pale ale. So this is the complete opposite of a smoked beer. Um, so I have not brewed any myself. I've just gotten to the craft world a couple years ago, and at first I was all about the IPAs. Now I'm venturing into those stouts and porters, which are my preference now. Uh, but I know that smoked is something that I want to keep pursuing because I really think that the characteristics of a smoked porter or stout really reflect that whiskey note that I really like. And that's been my, my go-to in the past. So I think that's why I like it so much. Um, but I don't know too much about the science behind it or the brewing process. I knew you were going to like this beer um, mm -hmm. <laughs> because especially because it's peat smoked malt. And for those not familiar, peat smoke is a very commonly associated flavor with specifically scotch whiskey. And that's kind of the character that I'm getting from this is almost like a subtle scotch finish mm -hmm, that really plays well with the, the sweetness of the beer and the, the touch of roastiness and the bitterness. But there are a number of ways breweries can add smoke flavor, smoke aromas to beer. And the most common way is to actually add smoked malts. So they will take what is known as a base malt, uh, a malt that has gone through the malting process. It was steeped in hot water. It was germinated. That germination was cut off by uh, heating it and drying out the grain. Uh, they would then take a portion of that grain that is ready to use for normal everyday brewing and smoke it over a variety of woods. A local brewery here in Pittsburgh, Spoonwood, actually uses cherrywood smoked malt as well as applewood smoked malt in one of their beers. And in this case, Thunderhead, I am going to go out on a limb here and guess that they're using peat smoked malt 
in this beer, which is a, a malt that originates out of none other than Scotland. And that's a tie-in to Scotch whiskey and Scotland and peat smoked malt and <laughs> all of that. Yes. Oh, I'm just, I'm just loving this beer. I think I've got to let it warm up a little bit. See if the, if the toasty aroma or taste changes at all with the heat. Yeah. And I, I imagine it will. We can, we can always, this is a beer, pro beer tip for people at home. If you want to look like your tiny Tim holding a glass of hot chocolate, but also warm your beer up in a nice tulip glass like this, you can cup the bottom of it and hold your hands in it. I don't know how effective that is. How I think fast it would, it's going to work. I mean, it up. makes sense. That surface area heating up a little bit, it'll work. <laughs> but yeah, you also have the burden of holding your glass, like cupping it for an extended period of time. And that's just really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so it's best to let nature do its work. Um, this is a beer that I would recommend taking out of the fridge before drinking, letting it warm up a little bit, probably ideally around, you know, 50 degrees, then pouring it in the glass. And yeah, like Laura said, those 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 darker flavors, those chocolate coffee smoke flavors will just grow and uh, come out of the glass as that beer starts to warm up. Yeah, they'll come alive. Definitely yes. a fun experience to to drink the beer slowly. A lot of people they they drink beer, beer pretty quick, especially if they're out and about. They're they're chugging their beer pretty quickly. But if you slow <laughs> it down, it can change the whole experience. You guys, take your time. Take your time. Appreciate the beer. Mm -hmm. You know what else is a nice experience? Talking to a good friend that helped start all of this. So we're, as mentioned earlier, we are very excited to be joined by our special guest for the special episode. Please join me in welcoming the founder of Bruvana, the founder of City Brew Tours, our CEO, Chad Brodsky. Hey guys. Hey, Laura. Hey, Brian. Excited to be here. And we are so excited to talk to you too. We are, we have some great questions for you. We love to fill in our listeners about the the man behind the scene, behind the scenes and all this awesomeness that we have going on. <laughs> so let's get started with Brews Less Traveled. So where did the idea for this podcast come from? So the idea for the podcast came from, well, it, we were in the pandemic and we couldn't be touring breweries for the other business of City Brew Tours. And so how can we create a compelling offer for our guests while still channeling that city brew tours uh, feeling of exploring a new city through its craft beer scene? And so the logical idea, even though it was going to be a ton of work, was to go and source beer from undiscovered beer or not as well-known beer cities and but not just the beer side of things but really getting to know the actual city as if you are going on that tour so getting the the host to the the city talking to the visitor bureaus and then also trying to decide who had the best beer in that city and so that's kind of how the bruiseless travel the beer club and podcast was born and it was definitely inspired by our holiday boxes correct it was, yeah. So we did our holiday boxes the, during 2020 for our first year, uh, trying to figure out a way to make some money during a pandemic and not, while not having in-person tour experiences. So originally it started out as a Hanukkah, Hoppy Hanukkah beer box um, because I'm Jewish and I knew all about advent calendars. However, uh, there was nothing about 
Hanukkah. And so, well, if there's nothing there, I'm just gonna we're just gonna create something. And so we'll make our they, own thing. <laughs> exactly. So that's where uh, Happy Hanukkah box came about. And again, we're all about experiences, and so needed an experience around every single night. And um, we also did it with the twelve beers of Christmas as well. So this had a ton of got such amazing feedback. We're providing so many people incredible gifts. So we're like, well, how can we do this, but not only wait for Christmas and Hanukkah to do it because <laughs> that's a really long time after after those holidays have passed and people. And all of the, I think we had about 3,000 people have purchased those boxes in the first year. And so how can we give those guests something that's a, a unique experience, not unlike anything else out there? And then again, Bruiseless Travels with Beer Club was born. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with those. And we were like, how can we continue the fun? Now let's take a beer break and talk about some historical Omaha breweries. The city was once known for their big four breweries, Fred Krug, Storrs, Willow Springs, and Metz. These four breweries produced the majority of the beer in the area through the turn of the 20th century, with Willow Springs and Metz Brewery actually using the same building for brewing operations, although not simultaneously. Sadly, all four of these once giants have now closed. Fred Krug was founded in 1859 and was also the first brewery in the state of Nebraska. Sadly, they discontinued operations in the 1980s. Stores was closed in the 70s after selling their brewing rights multiple times, and Metz Brewing closed during Prohibition, and the brand was brewed until 1961. Willow Springs no longer brews beer, but lives on under the name Cornhusker Beverage, a retail liquor store. Currently, the oldest brewery in operation in Omaha is Upstream Brewing Company, founded in 1996. Now let's get back to the show. Let's move on to the big picture. Bruvana is actually part of a larger organization known as the CBT Group. The CBT in that name stands for City Brew Tours, a sister brand of Bruvana, a company you founded 14 years ago. Can you tell us about the origins of City Brew Tours and that first City Brew Tours experience? Sure. Well, uh, the outfit or the uniform back then was very different than it is today. So the tours started out with me wearing German lederhosen, going up and down the streets of Burlington, Vermont, which was a pedestrian street, and asking people to get into a van that I had just recently purchased from a minister in New Hampshire. <laughs> um, it was a gold 2009 Ford E350, uh, and it was driving church goers, and then it was going to drive beer goers. That was the original van. And my first tour was a guy with his wife and daughter. They were shopping in the downtown Burlington Mall. He looked pretty miserable because it looked like he's been been shopping for a long time. And then I come up to him wearing German lederhosen and going, sir, would you like to go on a brew tour? And his eyes lit up and <laughs> he got in my van that was right down by the lake. And that was the first brew tour. It was essentially me taking him around to the different breweries, 
teaching him how beer was made. I was his DD. I was his mandate. And that was what the tours were. And that I wish I could, I wish I could be able to connect with that, that person and just tell him how impactful that first tour was. Uh, so if you're out there and you're, if you're out there, sir, I don't even know your name anymore, which is so sad. Please reach out to me. Definitely. I know we, we've mentioned that before when we've been in meetings, we, we want to find out who this person was, see if we can get a hold of them. I think that could be like extra credit for anybody here listening to the show. Let's find this guy. Let's Done. find him and bring him back. Let's bring him and Chad together once again. All right. So switching gears a little bit, uh, beer education is a continuous topic on this show, especially the Cicerone program. You passed the certified Cicerone exam quite some time ago. Can you tell us what that process was like for you? It was a lot of studying. I went into it not thinking it was going to be like, oh, it's just a, this test. That, and this was before there were so many, before the Cicerone program kind of, uh, I think it was probably like 2012 maybe so it or 2000 2013 or 14 so it was pretty it was a while ago but the process was it was kind of a three-part test you had to do uh a tasting portion where you actually had to determine where if there, this beer had off flavors it was safe to serve uh there was a style tasting where you had to say is it this or is it that so is it a double or a belgian double or is it a dunkel so trying to decide, given those two styles, what kind of beer is this? And then it was the written part was the other side where it was like, I think, 100 questions about just beer, how you serve it. 100? Or, and then a demonstration. Oh, and then also a demonstration where you have to be able to take apart a tap handle and put it back together. I don't know if that's still on there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that part's on there. I don't think I've heard of that being used, but that's really interesting. Did you feel confident in that process or were you just like freaking out that you would fail? <laughs> well, I happened to have a good friend at Sam Adams and she, her job at Sam Adams was to prep people for the Cicerone program test. And so I feel like I, I had a leg up in, in regards to it because I, I really had to, I knew exactly what was going to probably be on that test because this was her her job within Sam Adams was beer education. I wasn't freaking out because I knew I had like the master in my corner to be able to say, "All right, you're good. You're you're good, Chad. You, know, you awesome. know your off flavors. You know you know the the origins uh, of the different beers, the BJCP guidelines." I would be afraid to take it now, though, because the BJCP, the beer was a beer judging certification program. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot more that was added to that since I've taken the test. Like New England IPAs were not on my uh, certified <laughs> Cicerone program. I can't think of any other examples, but I know they've added a lot more uh, styles to the BJCP. So the test is probably more challenging right now because you have to know all of those styles. For sure. compare. Yeah. yeah you the would... beer industry has, has changed so much. So you have to add in all of the new things. Well, I'm sure if you had your Mickey to your Rocky, so to speak again, <laughs> somebody in your corner coaching you, you'd do all right. I, I did not know that they had the tap handle take apart. I'm just like imagining the scene from Full Metal Jacket where they're like. The actual faucet take apart. (laughs) That is hard. 
there is a lot of small parts in there as someone that has taken apart their own faucets and then panicked when they couldn't get them back together that is uh complex <laughs> chad can you tell our listeners what to expect in the future from bruvana as a brand yeah so obviously the bruiseless travel we're we're going to be continuing exploring the country's amazing craft beer scene one city one beer city at a time. And um, for the people that are on here, Bruvan also is a really another uh, awesome product. If you're more into the doing side of things of actually making your beer. Uh, and we have our beer making kits uh, with a virtual expert guide to brew beer along with you. People are sometimes afraid to, to make beer because it doesn't come out very good, but I'm pretty much, I can guarantee that because you have this, uh, as Brian said before, my Mickey to your, your right, you actually have that person to walk you along <laughs> and to be that, yes. to be that Mickey to your, your Rocky on this, uh, beer making class, you, you can't mess up because they tell you exactly what to do each step. And so that's a really cool experience. And then people that kind of get the, the taste for brewing beer, I know Brian, you're a huge Oh, you homebrew all the time, or you may have may have slowed down since before before your the child. Daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it should be noted that every brewery, every good brewer, started off by making bad beer. So don't be afraid mm -hmm. to make beer that you consider is is bad. It will improve. And so this is a really great introduction to that beer making. But then for people that uh, want to level up that experience, we have our Master the Brew Recipe Club. So not only can you just, you can get beer uh, delivered to your door monthly uh, with the Bruiseless Travel, but you can also get custom recipe, custom curated recipes uh, as well delivered to your door monthly. And so you can constantly have that like new seasonal beer coming up. I know Brian actually being uh, an expert home brewer and other people in the company as well. My partner, Barry, was a commercial brewer. We, we kind of leverage all that decades of experience in in brewing and being in the brewing industry to create some really awesome curated uh, recipes for the Master of the Brew Recipe Club. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the guy that wrote some of those recipes is very <laughs> handsome, very intelligent, and uh, a, an excellent, just above world-class podcast host. Has a great beard as well. <laughs> <laughs> so debonair. Uh, yes, there are many awesome recipes, all of which I cannot take credit for, uh, both available through our live homebrew kits and our Master the Brew recipe subscription kit club. Uh, there's a better name than that. And I should mention, I actually went through the process through Bruvana and did the homebrew kit. So I can attest to it that it works. It turned out phenomenal. And uh, my host of that event was AJ. So shout out to AJ. He's an incredible beer guide. Yes. Sorry, I think you were surprised too. You were expecting, you, when you tasted the beer, you were like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I shocked myself. I made this. And I tasted my beer when we were doing the demonstrations because I mean, I, I dabbled in home brewing back a long, long, long time ago. So I couldn't, I couldn't believe how delicious my pale ale was. <laughs> I, I literally, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was blown away. I, do you remember Brian when I, I just was, I was floored. Yes, I do remember that. That was um, 
back when we we first started doing the just kits. Started doing it, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Even even with what I said, every every good brewer starts with a, a couple of batches of bad beer. You'll be surprised how drinkable the beer is that you can make on your first batch, and it means something too. Like you made it, you had a hand in creating this thing, and you nurtured this yeast to create this mystical thing that we've been <laughs> creating as humans for thirteen thousand years, and you just took part in that. I think everybody's thought after having their first homebrew is like, okay, I need to do this again, and how can I improve on this? And that's pretty much how craft beer got started, was a bunch of people being like, I'm pretty good at doing this homebrewing thing. <laughs> Might as well go professional. And by people, you actually mean women, because women were some of the first homebrewers. W women were the stewards and shepherds of beer for thousands and thousands of years. And if it were not for those matriarchs of the Sumerian families and the Mesopotamian families, uh, shepherding those recipes and that that cultural uh, significance of beer, we would not know beer as it is nowadays. So Laura, thank you. On behalf of all females in this world, thank you very much. Oh, you you are very welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, Laura, I hope you are happy with your, uh, your representation of speaking for every woman in the world. <laughs> so much pressure right now i'm feeling so much pressure you guys <laughs> so uh before we wrap up here uh we like to end with a final question for everything uh for every guest but chad you are in the boston massachusetts area and we asked this question to all of our guests so what is something that you wish boston was more well known for Ooh. Boston's been well known for a lot, like a lot of things. It is. So yeah. that is a a very tough question. Can I actually go the opposite way? I wish it was known for like less things. So maybe <laughs> not as, so this would be an easier question to answer. Because <laughs> it's like, it's got the history. It's got the food scene. It's got the amazing craft beer scene. It's got the tourist destinations it's it's got the international airport it's i feel like it's got and it's in close proximity to like i want to go to this snowboarding north i can go there i guess it's not really close to a, i guess it's cold so i i wish boston was that would be very challenging to, to change boston's entire geographical location so if boston was in florida maybe that would be pretty cool <laughs> I wish, I wish Boston was more well known for being in Florida. It's a wonderful answer. <laughs> so, Chad, where can people find more out about us? So, uh, bravana.com, citybrewtours.com, unboxedexperiences.com. Uh, and then you can follow us on all of those Instagrams of City Brew Tours, Unboxed Experiences, and Bravana. And yeah, I think that's, and then sign up for our email, our newsletters, because we've got a lot of awesome things coming up over the next 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. We've got a lot of big things in the pipe. And so I'm very excited to, to share all of that with all of you guys out there. That is wonderful. And we can't wait to experience that. Laura and I, as uh, um, contributors to those you know, experiences and endeavors. So this was 
This was a lot of fun. Great conversation. Laura, final thoughts before we get going here. Please plug your podcast again. Oh, I will. <laughs> no, um, I'm just really excited to be here for the month of, of March and Omaha as a city. I've never been to Omaha. So this is kind of my way where I can tour the city without being there. And it's definitely on my bucket list. Just knowing what is coming up in the rest of the month, you guys, it's going to be a really, really great time. Um, and yeah, my podcast, Read It With Whiskey. Again, we don't talk too much about whiskey. It's more a book recommendation, uh, but definitely check me out there and I'll be here for the whole month of March. I'm going to give you this one for free. Read It With Whiskey, inspired by whiskey reading books. That's not a good yes. tag. Actually, no, let's not, let's not, <laughs> I, I will throw that one away. All right. Uh, l- let me try to cut a tagline for this podcast. Bruise less travel, where the beers travel and you don't, or, or you do, do whatever you want. Just, just join the club. Ugh. That, that, that was even worse well, anyway uh thanks again to chad for joining the show thanks to laura for co-hosting this month and thanks to thunderhead for the great porter you could find more about us at bravana.com where you can also join the beer club and get next month's box of beers shipped to your doorstep and you can also participate in the live stream uh, you can follow us on instagram facebook and youtube at bravana and on Untapped at Bruvana to keep up with all the featured beers and breweries. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, stay safe, be kind, and support your local breweries. 